Well, welcome, BDPAI Radio Show listeners. Today is Tuesday, April the 8th, 2014, and I feel very fortunate to have in the virtual studio with me three guests. Our first guest this evening is Dedrick DeBurr, and he is co-founder of a company that we're going to learn a lot more about. He was on the front edge of gamification, and he's going to be one of our workshop presenters for the 2014 BDPA National Conference. Our second guest this evening is actually Michael Tyson, and he is the Global Application Showcase Program Manager for National BDPA. And because BDPA is all about volunteerism and all about strategic partnerships, one of the BDPA leaders, Michael Wolf, will be joining Michael Tyson. So we'll have two voices talking about what's happening with global applications. And our third and final guest is a wonderful, wonderful example of BDPA's motto from the classroom to the boardroom. And that third guest is none other than Adelaide Walinde, strategy lead for Walmart. So let's get started and welcome our first guest, Detrick DeBurr. Detrick, how are you this evening? I'm actually doing good, Fran. How are you? Terrific. I am doing well, and it's very, very exciting to have you on the show this evening. I wanted to uh, just let our listeners know a little bit about you and okay. your company and what you are doing for us BDPA. And just for clarification, I'm going to have you share with our guests the name of the company that you're representing this evening because I know that you're involved in several companies. Yes, actually, uh, well, my latest venture um, actually is a uh, company called Game Time Giving. Uh, Game Time Giving was born out of a startup weekend, um, which is startup weekend are basically a 54-hour events where people around the world get together, uh, bring together uh, technologists, uh, developers, um, we, as we say, hackers, uh, business people, come together, pitch an idea, basically, work on that idea for 54 hours, get in front of judges, and uh, we win uh, prizes. And this particular one came in second place recently at uh, a startup weekend in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. Uh, so Game Time Giving is uh, what it is, and basically it's a mobile platform that allows people to to give to charitable organizations in a competitive manner. Wow, that sounds fascinating. I mean, a, a lot of things to unbundle there. Number one, that weekend can become a wonderful combination of collaboration, competition, entrepreneurship, and technology, and that literally is binds around the world, uh, they can create something that's literally ready to go, in this case, um, based on um, gamification. Share with us a little bit more about that experience because I can see some people kind of saying, wait a minute, I never knew that in 54 hours you can work with people to create something. So, so take us back, how did you hear about that opportunity and why did you decide to spend your 54 hours on the weekend in Dallas? Right, exactly. First of all, I, I consider myself a recovering entrepreneur. So I've always had... Uh, as they say, you know, an, an iron in the fire here or there. 
Uh, Startup Weekend uh, has has been going on about three years now, and they're all over the world, literally all over the world. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, we will be doing something at the uh, conference, hopefully, um, to introduce Startup Weekend to some of the um, participants in in August. But that said, um, it's a, it's a, it's where you go to kind of um, share some ideas, meet some you know, meet new people. I think it's an excellent opportunity to meet uh, potential teammates uh, and potential co-founders, and that's exactly where my co-founder for Game Time Giving, where we met. Um, but 54 hours is very, very intense, a lot of Red Bull, a lot of coffee. Uh, if you write, it is literally, if you write code, you will be hacking. If you're a marketing kind of person, you'll be out talking to customers. But, that, but the whole idea of the 54 hours is um, uh, imagine what it takes to build a startup um, uh, Business basically, and just smush it down into a weekend, and let's just see what see what kind of shakes out, and that's and that's what Startup Weekend is all about. And there are a few other variations of Startup Weekends out there. Um, one in particular um, that will probably be of interest to your audience is very recently there was one hosted in Oakland uh, that was centered around Black Male Achievement, for example. So uh, I encourage anyone who can, you know, who who has a propensity for technology entrepreneurship in particular, to uh, go out and visit StartupWeekend.org. Terrific, StartupWeekend.org. So that's one of our resources for our listeners. Now, a question, Detrick, that I often ask uh, first-time guests on the show is, tell us a story, or how did you find out about BDPA? Because BDPA is the resource um, that has brought us all together here online. So what's your story about BDPA? It's interesting that you ask me, Fran. I, I tell people I was uh, kind of going back and forth with BDPA when it wasn't cool. Um, back in 1998, actually, uh, probably when I became involved with BDPA Dallas, uh, I actually presented at the 99 conference, uh, the Closing the Gap conference in Atlanta. Uh, so I have had several touch points uh, along the way with uh, BDPA. Uh, so um, whenever I've been able to, I was you know engaged as much as much as I could. So I mean, I'm just it's just coming full circle for me. Wow. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit more about game time giving and the fact that it's a mobile platform that through competition can inspire people to give. I'm I'm wondering if that's another touch point for people who love to play games and. People who might love BDPA. I don't know. So tell us more. Perfect, perfect. As a matter of fact, first of all, let me let me take a, a step back and uh, uh, I, I toss the word out there, gamification, relatively loosely. And usually, when I do that, people just look at me and say, "Huh? You know, like I mispronounced it or something." <laughs> um, basically, gamification is taking game principles. So just think about any game that you like to play: point, um, a scoring system. Uh, a rating system, statistics, rules, for example, penalties, for example, and then you apply those things to a non-game situation. So with game time giving, what we're doing is we're taking things like points and things like statistics and applying them to the giving process. Now, very, very practically, the way it works with um, game time giving, for example, I know, for example, one of the oldest rivalries in America today is uh, Princeton versus Penn, for example. Um, so that, close to my heart. 
I would imagine, I mean, but that is a huge rivalry for those people, and they take it personal. So if you're on the Princeton side, you know, basically you want to beat Penn and everything from tiddlywinks to football to basketball to anything you can get your hands on, right? Mm-hmm. So what, we, what we're doing is while a game is going on, we actually give uh, fans of both teams the ability to make pledges to charitable organizations, micro-pledges, $5, $10, $15. And just as there's a, for example, in a football game, an actual game that's going on on the field, and if you look up at the scoreboard, you see how many touchdowns and how many points the football teams have scored. But through the app, you can also see how much money each side has pledged. So let's say, for example, that Princeton has pledged $8,240 to charity during the game, and Penn State has you know, pledged $9,240 to charity during the game. Well, of course, Princeton isn't going to like that, so they're going to start hitting that button basically to compete. When the game is over, basically one team is won and one team is lost in the game. But also in the giving game, one team's fan base has pledged more and one, you know, one team's has not. And we take the actual pledges from the losing team and we actually give them to the organizations that those people pledge toward. Okay. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm going to put my uh, BETF hat on, uh, BDPA Education Technology Foundation hat, and I'm wondering how does an organization like BDPA sort of make the scoreboard um, so that they're available for people to that's an excellent point, Fran. Basically what happens is, is every organization that is affiliated with Game Time Giving or a charity partner for us basically is listed in the app. So let's say, for example, Fran, Fran when she sets up her, uh, her profile, has the ability to actually choose up to four nonprofits that she wants to support. And so the educational uh, foundation could be one of those. It could be the Princeton Alumni Association also or it could be the Philadelphia YMCA, for example, whatever charities that you know, are near and dear to your heart. The only thing is, is that once you're, once you're in the pledge game, once you're actually playing, then that money is actually going toward one of those organizations. Okay. That is absolutely fascinating. So, I mean, did you come to Startup Weekend with that idea in Dallas and have to duke it out with other people in order to have it rise to the top or rise to second place? Or uh, how, did, how did that happen? Well, actually, I came to Startup Weekend with a variation of that idea. If you know anything about startup entrepreneurship, uh, there's this thing called pivots, basically. So you start, you know, with your, with your one foot, you know, clearly planted on a, on a mission, on you know, on helping people, whatever that problem is. And in my case, I have a passion for not-for-profit organizations, and so therefore I wanted to do something to help and facilitate not-for-profit organizations in either uh, receiving more donations or also receiving more uh, volunteer time. So, uh, so I came with that mission, and then I pitched the idea, basically recruited a team, we talked it out and worked it out, and that's what ultimately what we came up with. Okay, wow, that that is fascinating. And I, uh, you opened with your recovering entrepreneur. It seems to me that uh, it's still running rather deep and fast in your blood. Um, if you're able to uh, convince people to be part of your team and make something happen in 54 hours, so congratulations! Uh, you Thank have you a lot, a lot, a lot on your plate. And I'm seeing here from my notes that um, you have 
while you mentioned that one of your touch points with BDPA was back in uh, 1999 as a presenter in Atlanta, it looks like for the 2014 conference you're going to be presenting on gamification building funds into your applications. Now, I don't want you to give away your presentation because um, Pamela Sexton is going to be coming on the fourth Tuesday of every month, uh, starting with this month all the way through July, and encouraging people to sign up for the national conference. But give us a 30-second teaser. Um, what's your presentation about, and why should uh, someone want to attend yours, your presentation? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first of all, gamification is, is uh, like I said earlier, it's the idea of taking game principles and applying them to real-life problems. And the whole, the whole, the primary intent is to increase engagement and to basically make it more fun. Now, if you think about it, we are touching bases with technology throughout our day, okay? And so as a developer, as a software company, uh, as, a, as, as a group of people who build applications, we're going to have to make those things more engaging. It used to be that we could just write some software and it just, you know, it did what it did. But now it actually has to uh, have some engagement points and make people want to continue to come back and continue to use it. And so that's what we'll be talking about. So we think about, you know, software development and application development in general. But more specifically, we also have to begin to think about how the user how can I keep this person engaged in doing whatever it is that I need them to do to make my company successful? In Facebook, it's, you know, click the like button or click on an ad. Okay. Okay. So would someone need to be a software engineer and application developer or project manager to be uh, fitted as a participant for your presentation? Actually, no, I'd say just the opposite. You just got to want to have fun. Okay, okay, fine. I've been to many BBPA national conferences, and I would say on the whole, um, folks like to have fun, folks like the professional development, folks like the networking. Um, and so I think you're going to have a lot of people to draw from for I hope presentation. I, I hope so. At the end of the day, gamification is about making whatever you're doing fun. And that's, that, that's the ultimate success. So whether that's paying your bills online or, or using your banking online, it, is this a fun thing to do or is it something that, ah, I dread it? Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you. Well, as we're drawing to a close, I really would like you to share a little bit about your book because Wayne has told me that um, you've written a book called Build Gamified Websites with PHP and jQuery. Right. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, well, very, very, uh, yeah, I will. The, the book basically is, um, um, uh, we, were, we were looking at trying to apply, gamification is such an abstract thing that we really needed to have a project, okay? And so, uh, I'm a developer at heart, so I basically was building an educational website. That's what I do in the book. The thing is, is that on top of that development, 
you know, using PHP and jQuery. On top of that development, we apply gamification principles. So we, we make sure we identify the objectives and the target behaviors. We make sure we don't, talk, we don't call our users users. We call them players. We make sure there's an activity loop that always, as the person, you know, uh, gets out of, of the site, basically, we do things to make them want to come back, you know, those kinds of things. We make sure that there's a reward system built in, an intrinsic reward, not necessarily extrinsic, but they just get this sense of, man, I really want to go back in there and play one more time. And at the end of the day, we try to make it fun. So, that the, so the book walks you through building that site, but it also applies the gamification principles on top of it. Um, is that something that a high school student would be able to work through with a mentor, or is it designed for a college-level person or professional? Well, it, I mean, I guess like I said before, if you if you have a concept of fun, then you, you already get it. I guess, you know, the idea of gamification is we know this already because there are things we like to do and there are things we don't like to do, okay? So we intrinsically know what gamification is. The thing is, is that those things we don't like to do, whether it be, for example, pay our bills online, how do we take the principles, you know, how do we take the principles of those things over here that we do like to do and apply them to the things that we don't like to do? So everybody, I think, basically understands it. It's just now how do we pull it out, codify it, put it in a system and put it in a framework so we can apply it over and over and over again. Okay. Well, I I almost feel like I can anticipate what you might say for my next question, but I'm going to ask the question anyway because this has been really a delightful interview and just a, a wonderful approach to looking at, as you say, things that we already know, um, putting a big emphasis on fun and putting systems and, and uh sort of coding around it. So my question is, what two lessons um, do you have to share that would help BDPA members survive and thrive in 2014? Wow. Um, I'd have to sum them up with two things. First of all, be a lifelong learner. Um, I tell my, uh, my sons that right now, you know, they talk about what they want to do. And I said, probably what you'll be doing 20 years from now doesn't exist today. So always be a lifelong learner. That's, that's number one. So think about 10 years from now, whatever you'll be doing in your occupation, in your job, basically doesn't exist today, and think that way. So always be a lifelong learner. The second thing that I would say is uh, I read a very good book recently called, it said, forget a mentor, find a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And basically um, I would say that, you know, when it comes to managing career right now, we need someone who's on our side, someone who would be willing to go to bat for us basically, and not just give us just advice. And that's the difference. Whereas the, your mentors will give you advice, but they, they won't get in the car with you and drive off the cliff with you, so to speak. They'll just tell you which way to go. And you need somebody that will get in the car with you. Okay. Well, that's right. You sound like an entrepreneur. Enter Thank and you. take risks. Uh, so driving off a cliff, that, that could be fun. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, let's keep it real. Let's keep it grounded. And let's keep it fun. And that seems like what you do on a regular basis. So it's really been a pleasure. I can feel the blood current, you know, just moving through my veins. I'm very energized. And I'm already thinking about some tasks that I had, some projects that I'm personally working on, and saying, gosh, how can I bring gamification 
into the process. So you may be getting an email from me because I may be one right. of your next clients. So, Dedrick, thank you so much for being on the show this evening. It's my pleasure. Thank you all for the invitation. Thank you. And you are welcome. I can put you on mute, and you're welcome to listen to the rest of the show. Again, BBPAI Radio Show listeners, our first guest, and the guest that has brought a lot of energy to the show, um, is Vetrick Deber, co-founder of Game Time Giving, a mobile platform that he co-founded at a 54-hour event and placed second place in Dallas. And um, Detrick, before you go, what is the website or where can people find out more about what you've just been sharing with us? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Uh, you can check us out at GameTimeGiving.com, and you can follow us, of course, on Twitter at GTGiving. Um, we need all the support that we can uh, that, that we can get. And we're also out on Facebook, uh, GameTimeGiving. Uh, just search for us and find us, and, uh, um, you know, we, we'd love to have you. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, audience, uh, thank you. We have just been energized. And, you know, that's one exciting thing about BDPAI Radio. We are bringing you the voices of BDPA members, volunteers, uh, sometimes high school students who are part of a high school uh, computer competition, sponsors. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful real-time voice of BDPA members. And up next, um, I promised that we would have the two Michaels. And at this point on the line, um, I have Michael Wolf, who I'm going to uh, just ask a few questions, have him kind of walk us through a very important development that is happening right now in anticipation of the 2014 National BPA Conference. And that is the opportunity for um, some new programming to be brought to the high school computer competition. So, um, Michael Wolf, thank you for uh, standing in or sitting in for Michael Tyson. How are you this evening? Fran, I am doing just wonderful this evening. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm like... I've, I've got spot on my brain, um, so uh, it's and, and I'm, I'm really excited. And thank you again for being back on the show on short notice. Uh, you know, BPA is really, in a lot of ways, a trend-setting organization um, because we're kind of powered by the minds and energy to volunteers. We have identified technology, uh, bringing it to the organization, test it out, try it out, and then share it with young people of all ages. And from what I've been reading, Michael Tyson, a whole application showcase program manager for National BPA, is really positioned to help bring BPA their first annual Global Application Showcase, which has been very generously sponsored by State Farm. So I was hoping that you could give us 
kind of an up-to-date report on, from your perspective, why is that important? And what does it really need to be DTA to have a mobile application showcase sponsored by the CFR? Well, Fran, let me tell you, it is my honor to be the first person to announce the uh, mobile application showcase for uh, the 2014 BDPA Technical Conference this summer. So this is a very exciting development for BDPA. Um, it's very important that BDPA uh, provides these type of programs to showcase, you know, our college and advanced high school students because it's an area that uh, we hadn't had an opportunity to bring together and put form behind. So that is why this is really important. This particular effort has taken a number of different um, competencies and put them all together in one package so that we'll be able to showcase those talents. Uh, as we know, BDPA has a number of chapters across the United States, and within a uh, majority of these chapters, they have individual uh, application uh, efforts. And there are other chapters across the U.S. that are, you know, working with the students and building mobile apps. However, this particular one takes all of those levels of expertise and brings them together and packages them for the showcase. Uh, this means a very important thing to BDP in the fact that we will now be formalizing the process and being able to offer students a platform to be able to compete and gain recognition uh, amongst their peers and also to show our major sponsors and especially um, our sponsor for this particular effort, State Farm. Um, how important it is to the kids that they are giving back and, and helping grow these competencies. So, um. Well, that's, that's really important. And, and as you say, there's an opportunity, and I was just kind of making little tick marks here. Um, you mentioned competency over by time. And so EPA, when we talk about taking individuals from the classroom to the boardroom. There's that learning process. There's that experience of being with their peers. There's that level of preparation and competition. There's a sense of consistency and a, a setting of standards. And then there is the performance and the recognition on a lot of levels by a lot of volunteers and spot and um, as you stated, this initiative, a mobile application showcase, is a first for BDPA and a very important one for BDPA. Now, I'm wondering, a lot of our listeners are familiar with the high school computer competition. Uh, and how does the showcase differ from a concept of a competition? The showcase will, for the most part, be a competition. What, what will differ from the, uh, the HSCC competition, if you will, the high school computer competition, to give a brief overview of that, is students and uh, teams assemble at the national conference, and they're more or less go through a battery of tests and exams, uh, oral and written, and then on that Friday, they're sequestered into a banquet room where they compete against each other, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe live programming. In this particular showcase, what we're going to do for the pilot is that competition will actually happen prior to the conference. Uh, 
the results of the um, competition will be placed in a sealed envelope where only the coordinators um, will know. Mike Ty Michael Tyson will probably be the only person who will know who the results of the winner will be. And uh, that is one differing uh, component. The other difference is there will be an opportunity for students to participate in classes led by IT professionals and others. And to leverage what uh, Dietrich had mentioned earlier, this gamification, this whole gamification really hits a very uh, sweet spot for the age group that we're targeting for the pilot, which is uh, the advanced high school students who have been potentially HSCC uh, competitors in the past, as well as for college students. And they will participate in a series of courses that will start you know, through uh, the end of April, May, and June, and then culminate in a competition, if you will, uh, in mid to late July. The winners of those, that competition will obviously uh, be the showcase. So we'll have uh, the students and the coordinators will be at the conference to help uh, showcase and demo, you know, the, the fun things that they've been through. So um, I do believe that uh, that is probably the key differences between two, other than it's the first additional competition that we've added. So this is a, a, a big move and a good step for BDPA. Excellent. Now, um, Michael, I'm checking my uh, actually electronic board on the computer here at Blog Talk Radio, and I see that Michael Tyson is, in fact, on the line. So let me Excellent. welcome Michael. Michael, how are you doing this evening? I'm fine. How are you guys doing this evening? Excellent. Excellent. So I know that you had an opportunity to hear um, Michael Wolf talk a little bit about the application showcase, and my uh, last question was as to how it differed from the high school computer competition. I'm, I'm wondering, again, very, very excited to have you on the line. Um, I was hoping that you could share with the uh, radio show listeners, um, you know, what is your role? We now know that you may be one of the few people who actually know who the winner is prior to the conference, uh, but what, what is your role? What, what are the responsibilities in being the Mobile Application Showcase Program Manager from now until uh, early August? Well, my responsibility is going to be leading the great team that we have available to us that are volunteering to make themselves available to the students who are accepted once we were over once we looked over their application to participate in this competition. Uh, one of the things that you asked about uh, what why this competition differs so much from HSCC is that HSCC is a team oriented and this mobile apps this mobile apps competition is um, people competing singularly wholly responsible for everything that they do from beginning to end. Um, what I'm going to be doing is helping to lead the group, helping to make sure everything is on track for everything that, everything that they need, that they're not scrambling around looking for this at the last minute, looking for that at the last minute. I'm going to be making sure that everything that they need, everything that they want available to them and the students 
is being taken care of so they can focus solely on training and preparing the students for competition. Okay. And will the um, Michael had mentioned that students will be participating in classes April, May, June, late July. So um, is every single BDPA chapter around the nation getting students ready through the volunteer process, or are students um, getting prepared uh, through some kind of online process? Well, it's going to be an online. Yeah, it's going to be an online training. The students are going to be responsible for logging in and meeting with the trainers at least once a week. They're going to have assignments that they're given to them. They're going to have deliverables that they have to turn into us. They're going to have deadlines that they have to meet in order to. It's not that we just take an application, we accept the application, and the students can come in and out as they feel, as they please. They're going to be responsible to the trainers. They're going to be responsible to myself and the other coordinators to make sure that they're on point with everything that they're supposed to do. Okay. So I'm sitting here as a BDPA entrepreneur that sponsors 10 um, memberships, um, and that gives students an opportunity to be part of the BDPA family. Um, is there a fee for students to sign up for these online classes and, and be part of the process? No, the way it works is uh, anyone, any of the students, this is college and high school, any, any of the students that are interested in participating have to turn in an application. The applications are going to be reviewed by the team as a whole. The team is going to pick the ones who they feel have enough experience in programming. We're not going to be teaching, and when I say we the trainers because I'm not a trainer, we're not going to be teaching them how to program. They have to come to the table with some level of experience already. So we're going to go through the applications and pick. We're looking at right now no more than 15 students. Those 15 students are the ones that are going to be narrowed down to the six, three college students and three high school students, we're hoping to participate actually in the final competition at the annual conference. Oh, oh, okay. And then tell me after they take these classes, and I see in my notes here that the focus of the event at the National Conference, which will be held in Indianapolis, um, Indiana, includes the development for the Android smartphone operating system. So they'll be responsible for having their own Android smartphone? Um, I think we're going to try. No, we're going to provide the hardware that they need. And what we're also going to do is we're going to have hardware that they're going to use to train on. They don't necessarily need an Android. There are, there's a website that they're going to have to practice and prepare their level of knowledge on. Once they get to that point, what they ultimately are going to end up having to do is create a workable, functioning mobile app. So all the training is free. They don't have to pay for anything. Everything is done right online up to the point where they actually create their app. 
Wow, that is exciting. Now, um, for the high school computer competition, as Michael shared, um, sort of that final day, they're sequestered in a ballroom, and I've actually walked by those ballrooms that are closely guarded, uh, you know, no students in, no students out. Um, will there be a similar kind of atmosphere, or will the competition be open and you know, people be peering down the gallery? watching them do their thing or watching them present on, on uh, video screens? How, how will that work? The action showcase is a little different. Uh, the, the kids actually have to create a poster board. They have to create create a PowerPoint presentation and a written, and written documentation of what they do. So people are going to actually be able to walk around and see what they've done and actually see their at work. So it's not as sequestered as HFCC is, no. Okay, okay. That is very exciting. So it's sort of based on Dr. Benley's uh, IT showcase model. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be more or less the same thing, except in the IT showcase one with Dr. Bramley is basically just a presentation and you're looking at it, um, looking at something that's written and presented. And this one... It's along the same model, except they're actually going to have to end up creating something that works, and not just works, but something that's useful. I mean, anybody could create an app and say, oh, I, I created an app. But we want them to create something that somebody's going to actually be able to use, whether it's BDPA-related or something, something along those lines. That, uh, oh, somebody explain it. Mike? So Mike, Michael, this is uh, like a lifeline on a uh, famous TV show. So Michael Tyson is asking you <laughs> to collaborate or verify. <laughs> Absolutely. M Mike's correct. Okay. Terrific. So, you know, this has been very exciting. We, we've been experimenting more and more with having uh, two or three voices on the same, um, sort of at the same time slot. So, uh, Michael Wolf, as, as we wrap up this segment, which is very, very exciting, um, what's one thing that you'd like to leave our listening audience with about uh, the national conference that's, that's coming up? I would recommend everyone seriously come to this conference. This is going to be one of the best national conferences that BDPA has hosted. There's been a lot of work and a lot of energy put into it. As you can see, BDPA continues to innovate and bring new and exciting opportunities to our members and membership services. So I would say come out and join the race to the finish with BDPA. Wow, very exciting. Thank you, Michael. And Michael Tyson, it's really been a pleasure. You are in a wonderful spot volunteering as the first annual, uh, for the first annual uh, BDPA Mobile Application Showcase sponsored by State Farm um, in your role as program manager. What would you like to leave our listening audience with as we close out this portion of your interview? Well, I would like to, first of all, let everybody know that what we're trying to do for these students in both the IT showcases as well as the HSCC program, is to create a new generation of software developers and IT persons so that 
people can realize that no matter where your background, what your background is, no matter where you're from, no matter what your state in life is, there are people like myself, like Mike, and others who volunteer throughout this organization who want to do what we can without cost to us, without any payment to us, to help other people and help bring these kids up in an environment where they know that not only are there opportunities out there for them to have careers and not just a job, but also people who are out there willing to help them get to that point. Very, very exciting. I want to thank both of you, Michael Tyson, Global Application Showcase Program Manager, and Michael Wolf for being on the show this evening. I encourage you to stay on the line and listen in for our third and final interview tonight because we are going to be bringing on Adelaide Alunde, who, as um, you may know, uh, was involved in the High School Computer Competition Showcase and is now doing some really great things with Walmart. So thank you again for both of you being on the show and certainly um, just, again, bringing up the level of excitement about the upcoming national conference in Indianapolis and um, just encouraging people to go out to the website, bdpa.org, and to register. So thank you both for being on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So as promised, waiting in the wings is our third and final guest. And some of you may have heard our third and final guest on uh, previous shows because of one of our traditions when um, the high school computer competition winners win at national conference. We invite them to come on the show and talk about their experience um, being part of a winning team. And so it is really my pleasure, as I mentioned earlier, to bring on Adelaide Wellman Bay because he is truly an embodiment of the BDPA tagline from the classroom to the boardroom. Um, good evening, Adelaide. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Fran. I really appreciate okay. you for facilitating this and, and inviting me to join. Oh, you know, my my pleasure. And it's been so exciting. Right? BPA iRadio is one of a number of communication outlets within the BPA community. Um, Perry Carter just written written of BDPA Today, BDPA Washington, um, Sharon Morton has the BDPA TV, um, each of the chapters has uh, newsletters, virtual meetings, program meetings, and so it's, it's really very, very exciting uh, to hear directly from members like yourself um, how you got invo involved in BDPA, um, how BDPA made a difference as you transitioned from the high school computer competition experience to college and then into your career. So I'm, I'm actually going to kind of sit back for a moment and just ask you to kind of share your story. Um, take us to kind of what got you involved in BDPA and why it was through college up until now, because 
uh, a, a chat activity saying, hey, Frank, Edwin's story is really important. So uh, let's hear him tell it. And I'd like to give the listeners exactly what they asked. So if you don't mind, Adelaide, the stage is yours. Thank you, friend. So I first found out about BDPA because my mom was friends with uh, John G. Calvert. John G. is pretty involved with our youth computer training program. So we had the YCTV classes, which were on Saturday mornings. And my mom also taught cooking classes on the same Saturday mornings. They were actually right across the hall. So my mom and I would go to school um, on Saturday mornings, and she'd have her class, and I'd have mine. So our first year, I really soaked it all in and got to know many of her advisors and really made some lifelong friends. One of her advisors, Zach Garbo, became my mentor and sponsor and champion and friend and all those things that Dietrich was talking about, really. I joined the team for my second year, and... As you all know, Southern Minnesota is pretty competitive when it comes to HSCC. We've got a great team of advisors. They, they really help us learn and expand and apply uh, our technical kind of mindset. They're committed to sharing and teaching what they know, so that was, um, that was something that was very good to learn from. Along with uh, some of the BBA friends that we made there, we got to apply a lot of things we learned in YCPP and HSCC and start building startups, which is um, which is a great application of what we learned there. We built hundreds of apps to prepare for the conference, and so whenever we found a cool idea, that would become a startup. Uh, a group of us from the teams across the year became sort of serial entrepreneurs. Um, we got to consult and intern and just work on solving cool problems and making things people want. It, it was really a fun experience, and, and it continues to be. We all energize each other, and BDPA has really become part of my family. Wow, really, really exciting. And, you know, more and more people are looking at entrepreneurship. Our first guest, um, Detrick, you know, kind of talked about uh, being a recovering entrepreneur. I, I think I call it a serial entrepreneur um, that brings in technology, it's psychology, um, it's motivation and fun uh, to represent sort of a new um, kind of forefront uh, in uh, the programming, which is the gamification. So you took what you learned, not only the technology and just meeting on Saturdays and working in teams, um, but you took this knowledge, you were part of the competition, and yes, it is an understatement. Southern Minnesota competitive, um, Southern Minnesota is seriously competitive. And um, your team in 2009 uh, won the high school uh, computer competition championship. And over the years, you've also earned several scholarships uh, through BDPA. Can you share with the audience a little bit about that process, um, why the scholarships were important, what you had to do and maybe a third question, just kind of sandwiching it on, is um, what did you do with the scholarship? Sure. Um, my, my involvement in BDPA played a huge role in my ability to attend um, university and graduate that free. During, throughout the years, especially in the competition, I guess we were really focused on winning. And we didn't maybe really think as much about the scholarships and 
that, but it was it was huge and very very important and, and impactful. Um, I also applied to a few scholarships as, as I got closer to college, and and they were very helpful as well. EDPA is full of um, a lot of leaders, and I've learned so much from them. I try to participate in the events um, as they come up, um, and we're actually working to build a chapter out here in Northwest Arkansas. So um, everything from scholarship to leadership, it, they really give. There's a lot of great opportunities in the EPA. Well, so in college, um, as I was reading your bio before the show, I saw that you served as an officer for the chapter. How was that balancing being a student on the learning, you know, sort of an, with an academic curriculum, and then being on the other end and volunteering um, and perhaps working with high school students, um, you know, that are just a few years younger um, than you at the time? Yeah, that's a really good uh, question. We, it was definitely a bit of a challenge, um, balancing everything, but it was very rewarding as well. And I could have done any of it without, you know, great support from our board. Everyone on our board, turns out that there were people I knew from the program and, and just my participation in BDT over the years. So it's, I felt a lot more comfortable um, knowing everyone and, and really finding that balance. Mm -hmm. So um, what did you major in in college, and how does that relate to what you do now as a strategy lead with Walmart? I majored in computer science, um, great logical progression from, from BDPA. And I, I leave strategy over our big data group at Walmart. So kind of technology at the intersection of physical and digital, um, it's really exciting stuff. And it's great to be at a, this huge company that's at the forefront of a fast-paced industry. Um, so my role in all of this is really to in this transformation is to kind of envision and influence and drive strategies which position us effectively in the eyes of our customers. And you might think, you know, computer science and, and strategy, uh, there's some different space there or a little bit of a gap, but, but really the solution mindset, making things people want, what we learn about in terms of entrepreneurship and innovation and, and, and building and shaping great customer experiences, that's adaptable anywhere. And, and this really wasn't a question I had thought of before listening to you, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there anyway. To the degree that the solution mindset, entrepreneurism, um, innovation, um, technology, those are skill sets, you know, this, this idea of technology and innovation and strategy is, is something that is transferable. Um, to what degree can, in the high school computer competition uh, experience, can high school students begin to see that intersection? You, know, you were with the program over a number of years. Um, you had interactions BDPA leadership, you were involved in the leadership, um, you, uh, when I read your bio, 
um, you were introduced to um, career opportunities uh, by technology professionals at Walmart when you were attending BDPA career fair. So how do high school students get kind of a glimmer of that intersection of um, technology and strategy, uh, mindset, um, and uh, being on the forefront of the industry? So you first got to figure out what drives you. Um, and for me, that was solving really cool problems um, really quickly that created lots of value, um, and that create lots of value, and, and it scaled up over time. And then technology is intrinsically linked with with innovation and and the ability to you know leapfrog competition. So really become an expert in whatever whatever it is that drives you. Um, become the best at what you love. Is that something you can always draw from, you're becoming the go-to person for something. You're building a set of experiences that you can always leverage. Um, and the great thing about technology is that once you get that solution mindset, you know, it's so easy to go from that to um, building a product or building a startup. And that doesn't necessarily mean uh, becoming an entrepreneur. Sometimes it's being an entrepreneur within a corporation. And the other piece to that would really be to uh, explore, engage, connect, build relationships. Um, we always talk about focusing on outcomes, and, and that's really critical. Also think about what kind of leader you want to become along that journey. Um, you want to create products that your customers love, uh, and you want to learn and, uh, and share really from, with all your leaders. Wow, um, very sagely and right. And again, to the degree that our listening audience does not include a lot of high school students at the moment, um, and knowing that the national conference is coming up um, in August, would you say to someone on the fence about attending the conference. Uh, maybe they're a uh, professional that's been in the IT uh, profession for five or more years. Um, and maybe they haven't been to a conference before. Uh, why, from your perspective, given some of the things that you've shared about exploring, engaging, connecting, um, creating values, solution mindset. What would be in it for them to attend the national conference this year? Along the theme of classroom to boardroom, I guess, be very focused about what you want to gain and learn from the conference. Um, it's very easy to get into the trap of you know talking to everybody and really getting really excited and. Um, caught up in the experience, and, and it's, it's very true that I did that for, for my first two years, um, and it's really exciting. But as you begin to network and, and get to know folks and start getting a better idea of what you're trying to, uh, what your vision is for um, your life and, and bringing people forward and the folks around you and achieving those goals, um, 
there's different models or approaches, and Dietrich pointed out a really good one. You know, the, going from mentors to sponsors, folks that you can speak on your behalf. Um, another one that's kind of been floating around is the personal board of directors, right? So finding out someone who's a, who's a connector, who's a respected member of the community, who has authority, um, the ability to influence others. I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but really, it's there's a lot of different parts to that board. Um, someone who's an industry expert, someone who's accomplished something you're trying to do. Um, maybe a sponsor, a listener who's empathetic and might allow you to rant whenever you need to, and so you can clear your mind and really focus on what's important. The no-nonsense person, like an accountability partner, someone you can rely on to uh, to make sure that you're achieving your goals and, and moving forward. Um, there's the motivator. Uh, they're important to keep you focused and enthusiastic about your your game plan for what you're trying to achieve, and um, sometimes that'll that'll link into really how how enthusiastic you get, how passionate you get, and uh, and, your, and managing your energy level over time. And then there's also kind of a strategist who's that visionary person who can help you map out that big picture. And it might be in an organization. It might be in um, in just navigating whatever problem you're trying to solve or product you're trying to build or experience trying to create. But, but having that personal board of directors, it doesn't have to be everybody, but um, the right folks you feel you need. It's it's a it's one way to kind of structure uh, the experience and your approach toward whatever you're you're trying to work through and and the, the conference is a great example of that. Wow, that thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, it's really great to hear your voice. Uh, it, and it's not just the the sound of your voice, um, but the perspective that you bring. Um, again, I think Wayne. Um, who shared with me your bio earlier, uh, absolutely accurate. You're really an embodiment of the BDPA tagline from the classroom to the boardroom. Thank you so much for giving them your time this evening. And I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis and to having you back on the show to share some of your new learning. I suspect that, uh, like uh, Detrick, you're a lifelong learner and uh, a person who is constantly thinking and sharing and connecting, and you've got a strategy on how to uh, move forward. So thanks for being on the show, Edway. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here with us. And what's uh, a final thought, although I know you've given us a lot of things to think about, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave our audience? Sure. Um, take risks. Step up. Step out of your comfort zone. Try things that make you uncomfortable. Take on that challenge that makes you test yourself and swim upstream. Uh, one more piggyback really is a, a great leader often needs to jump off a cliff and build an airplane on the way down. So just know that when you take risks, bring partners along, your, your mentors, your sponsors, your accountability partners, whoever's on that board. Um, but really, really try something new and, and learn something new. You'll, you'll be glad you did. Thank you so much. Absolutely wonderful. And I want to thank all of our guests this evening. Um, it's been really wonderful to have the opportunity 
to be the host of BBPAI Radio, um, my co-partner on the show, Everaldo Gallimore, is behind the scenes, um, helping to make sure the lights are on and things are running smoothly. So, Everaldo, thank you so much. Um, Wayne Hicks is always helping us to identify guests for the show, big connections. So if you are out there and you'd like to be on the show, perhaps you're a chapter president, perhaps you're a volunteer, perhaps you're a sponsor that wants to share your enthusiasm like State Farm did in uh, supporting an initiative at BDPA, um, please let Wayne know our executive director of BDPA Education Technology Foundation, uh, let him know so that we can get you booked on an upcoming show. BDPA iRadio airs the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Uh, we start our show at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, and we run for approximately an hour. So I do want to thank um, our sponsors, Fun Mutation Tech Academy, for being a great support to us. And I want to encourage each and every BPAI radio show listener that the 2014 National BDPA Conference is coming up in August. And in fact, on our next show, which will be the fourth Tuesday of the month, April 22nd, we'll have Pamela Sexton, our conference manager, talking about the conference, what's exciting, what's hot, uh, sharing with you special opportunities to plug into the conference and to make sure that you've got a front row seat um, at the national conference. So I'm Fran McNeil saying thank you again for joining the EPAI radio show and tune in at slash BDPA. Have a great evening and join us on April 22nd. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the executive director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.